This is Homebuyer Talk Radio with your host, Mark Evinger. Now, here's Mark. Welcome to Homebuyer Talk Radio. Coming up on the show today, we're going to talk about the problems associated with high water pressure coming into your home and what you can do to protect yourself from stressful and expensive repairs. This is something I didn't really pay attention to until I started talking to, with Tito about it, and I'm like, oh my gosh, I had no idea. I have dealt with high water pressure in the past, um, but really it was low water pressure issues. Um, so we're, I'm excited to learn about this. We're also going to talk about some minor upgrades you can do to your home air conditioning system to improve efficiency and extend the life, which I like that, uh, of your HVAC uh, HVAC system. So we always love money-saving tips on the show. So I'm excited to talk about those two things today. In studio with us today is Tito Pacheco, the owner of The Right Guys Plumbing Service. Tito, this is your first time here. Welcome to the show. Yes, sir. Thank you. It is my pleasure to be here today. Yeah, I tell you what, it's been a pleasure getting to know you and your your work ethic has been phenomenal. Both of you guys. I'm just I'm gonna gush a little bit over you guys because it's always nice when you find somebody that is really, really good in their trade. And um, you know, you can pick up the phone, you can call them, and they're gonna be there to help you out if you if you have questions or have issues. So uh Tito, it's been a pleasure meeting you. Thank you, sir. Um also in the studio with us today is Gabriel Sanchez, the owner of Black Belt AC and Electric. Gabriel, welcome back to the show. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me again. Yeah, Tito, our, uh, Gabriel's already done work at my house. I was like, uh, I could probably use a little bit of a tune-up at my place, so he's been helping me out with that, so I appreciate that. Yes, sir. A quick reminder for our listeners, you can catch our podcast and watch video versions of the show anytime by visiting our website at homebuyertalkradio.com. Also on our website is a list of recurring guest businesses on our show. That helps. Like if you don't catch their information during the show, all you got to do is go to homebuyertalkradio.com. You'll see their information there as well. This show reaches thousands of listeners each month on KTSA here in the greater San Antonio area and over 30,000 last month across our social media platforms like YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram. So if you're a small business owner that services homeowners, buyers, and sellers in the greater San Antonio area and you'd like to be a guest on this show, go to homebuyertalkradio.com and apply or just give me a call. All right, so first up on the show, um, so water pressure in the San Antonio area. San Antonio is growing, Tito, right? It, it's like it's it's growing very, very quickly. Incredible I can't space. even imagine how it is in Austin right now because uh, their average day on market was like nine days on their inventory. But uh, it's, we're about 30 to 40 days or so here in San Antonio, so we're growing very, very quickly. And so we talked about water pressure here in the San Antonio area, and it's really SAW's responsibility to a certain point and then it becomes the homeowner's responsibility, right? That is correct. So we're going to talk a little bit about those kinds of things. So most people don't think about it when it's coming in and until it's in the home maybe, and then it's a pro- uh, problem that we're having, like maybe low water pressure, my shower's not working right or whatever. But high water pressure is a serious concern. Can you tell us a little bit about some of the problems people might experience that signals, hey, I've got a high water pressure issue. Well, the problem that we're having right now, you got people moving at real fast speeds here in town now. The city is growing really, really, really fast with the growth and so many buildings now and homes. What they're doing is like San Antonio uh, sauce, what we do it is where they had what we call water mains, okay? And this water mains, what it do, it's uh, you have different and different locations around the city, okay, counties. And what they do is their responsibility is to distribute water, Okay, and this water comes at certain pressures. Now, you have what we call in the areas pump houses, and these pump houses, uh, it's what they have these pumps is to boost the pressure in order to get the certain areas, and that varies on the elevation as well where you are in the city. And these pumps can go anywhere, I will have seen it from 125 to 200 psi. Okay? So, but from the homeowner's perspective, right? So, 
if if there's like water hammering going on in my house, right, that indicates maybe there's a high pressure issue, correct? That is correct. Okay, and, and so why is that bad? That is bad because what it does is your everything that you have in your home from your water heaters to your faucet to your shower valves, they only rate it to certain pressure capacity. And what happens if you have this incoming pressure, this uh, it will not be able to handle that kind of pressure. You will hear pipes rattling. You don't know why your water heater bursts, why you have leaking uh, uh, cartridges in your showers and all that. And it's because it's an uh, it's it, it's an indication that your home is running in very high pressure. You will hear uh, hear rattling pipes banging in the back of the wall, and that's a very very heavy indication that you might have a problem, serious so problem. So can with that pressure. lead to like leaks? For example, leaks in the yard, it can cause eruptions to your water heater, uh, damaging faucets, cartridges in your shower, with, which actually would incur in very expensive repairs. Yeah, right. I mean, it, it's not just the fact that maybe something ruptured, but it's also now the water is a whole other mess of problems, right? Because it leads to obviously water damage, which is obvious, but then potential mold situations. And then replacing carpets and replacing exactly, especially if you rock. have uh, leaks in the slab, and then it's yeah. it's very 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 tedious to find a leak in the slab, and only that uh, the incredible damages it can cause to your home, and not including the the that you have to get restoration and like you say mold and all that kind of stuff. So you need to be proactive. So if people are hearing this kind of issue, this this rattling, this water banging stuff like that. Um, when they turn on their shower head, is there anything maybe in specific they should be looking for there? Well, the, the problem is that people will get accustomed with these pressures, and the people uh. will think that they have good pressure. Now, what I'd advise to our listeners is that they need to be testing this water periodically, and especially now with the city is growing, so it's their responsibility to actually uh, have a you know a metering device they could very cheap you know it don't have to be expensive one and test your water from a hose bay maybe outside and see that they're not pass over that kind of PSI. you know you brought up a really good analogy when we were talking about this about like high blood pressure That's right true. i mean when you yes. if you've got chronic high blood pressure you're putting a lot of stress on your pipes so to speak exactly. right over time and you increase the possibility that there could be a bursting, there could be a problem, and now you're having to deal with all of that. So this is like, you know, check your house pressure once in a while, maybe once a year. How often would you check it? I would, I would especially right now, I would do it maybe by twice a year okay. or just keep up with it. You can do it. It never hurts to go over and check it once once in a while more periodically, like I said. But it is like a heart. It is when it's pumping that, that pressure. It's just like a heart, you know, pumping that blood. Eventually, vessels going to erupt. Sure. Lines are going to erupt. So that's why you need the, um, uh, this special device. It's like a medication, like the old doctor will give you to reduce your pressure. <laughs> right. You know, if you're walking without it, well, then you know you have pressure problems. So eventually, it's going to lead you to health so problems. So, h- how does the average person check their water pressure? How are we even going to know? Where would we go? Well, all you can, all, it is very easy. You can go uh, to any home improvement store, and you can ask for them to give you a pressure gauge. These pressure gauges, you can go outside to your nearest hose bib. You uh-huh. can install it, and all you do is turn it on. Now, uh, with this, just make sure that you don't have any other leaks in the home because if your toilet is bypassing water or you have leaky faucets, you might want to go to those areas and shut down the cutoff so you can have a static pressure. 
Gotcha. Okay, and that static pressure will actually manifest outside in the host baby, and you can get an accurate reading. Gotcha. All right, so it's as simple as go to your local hardware store or whatever, pick up one of these mm-hmm. uh, gauges, and put it on your hose bib. Easy breezy. Turn it on. You're good to go. You don't have to pay somebody to nope, come out there and do it. you can do that for... yourself. I love that. I love that. Okay, so the city, they're, you know, our San Antonio water system, for example, their responsibility is to deliver water, you know, to the streets, right? And then we have our connections that come to the house and so forth like that. Um, so what what PSI are they supposed to be pushing out at, Saws, or the... It all depends on the areas, like I said, the elevations and, and okay. how close you are also, too, to those pump houses. Remember, the closer you live to the pump houses, the more pressure you're going to get by the time it runs down. And is it safe to say that, um, first off, we're, we're not going to know what our water pressure is necessarily unless we check it, right? Exactly. But also when um, it can fluctuate. Yes. I mean, it, yes. could it be different one month from another month or even one day to the next day? Well, all the residents in your neighborhood are pretty much all going to have, if you're running a high pressure, they're all going to have the same pressure, okay. number one. Uh, the pressure varies also, too, during the day. Uh, like, if your people wakes up in the morning, everybody is using the water, pressure tends to drop, yeah. okay? <laughs> you see that? One Especially of, the sprinklers are all going in the yeah, morning, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so that's not a good time for really check your pressure. Now, when you actually, during the night, when everybody is ready to go to bed, to go to work next day, and uh, that's when the pressure increases on the mains, and, and that's when, actually, uh, you could get the heaviest pressure during the day. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about how we take control of that ourselves, okay? Because it's one thing to be at the mercy of the fluctuating PSI that's coming in, the water pressure that's coming into the house. But there is a way for us to actually meter that, or not meter it, but to actually, it's called a PRV, right? Can you that's talk a correct. little bit about that and how that works? Well, a PRV, what is, it's, it's a pressure regulating valve, or some people call it pressure reducing valve, but it's a it's a regulator, and what it does is uh, it's actually a mechanical device that will be installed in front of your meter, okay? And what it does, it takes the incoming pressure from the CD and will actually uh, reduce that pressure to a constant pressure, and right. then it goes inside your home. And in this device, you can actually reduce the pressure to a desired safety pressure, safe pressure that you can actually achieve. In your what homes. would that be in a range? What, what should we be looking for? Well, uh, it, first, you would have to be uh, diagnosed properly because they have so many out there, okay? We, we actually want to do server kind of tests about your dynamic pressure, which is your moving pressure versus your static pressure. Um, or the ranges for these units could cost starting prices maybe the, for the actual unit from a cheap kind of one from 150 and it could go all the way up and in it varies of what is going on in your home, how big is your house, and what are you trying to achieve. Right. So, like somebody with, uh, you know, ten people living in a home is probably would have a different water pressure. Or how do you know what no. would trigger a, maybe a different water pressure at somebody else's home? Well, everybody actually, when you're going to install that pressure in your house, is going to vary. Like I like 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 I said, you might want to control is the main that is going to your house. Some people have sprinkler system. That's another story, right, right there. Right. But um, once you set that, it will be different in each home. Some people will be set at sixty, maybe sixty-five. It's just their preference. If they say I like it a little bit higher, but some people say at a time you got to get accustomed. Some people say I don't like that pressure. You know, it's like I had higher pressure before, and I said, yeah, that's what it was going to erupt your home. Now you got to get used to it. But everybody's going to be different. But I will not recommend anything past. 
75 PSI, remember at nighttime, the pressure goes up. So it can throw you from that 75 PSI and above. Because it's all static? Because it's all static. Okay. So um, you <clears throat> want a healthy pressure could be as low as 40. I will say about 65. I've seen it normal. Okay. 70. I think that's ours is in the 65 to 70 range. So that's right a healthy there. pressure. Yeah, that sounds like my blood pressure is not necessarily in that range. <laughs> <laughs> That's not good with anyway. All right, awesome, Tito. So if folks want to reach out to you and uh, have you give them a hand with uh, maybe give them some information and uh, or install a PRV valve or whatever you can help them with, how do they get in touch with you? Actually, they can call us uh, direct to the Right Guys Plumbing at 210-744-4397, or they can visit our website at www.therightguys. That's G-U-Y-C. TX.com and let me know what you desire, what we can do for you. We give you for free tips over the phone also too. And uh, we're here for you. Yeah. It's that follow-up that's so important, right? I mean, cause it's not just the service, but make sure people are happy with that follow-up down the road. So appreciate it, Tito. I thank you. <clears throat> How very do you feel much. coming on the show the first time? This is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you had a good I love time. It. Thank you. All right. So, um, you know, when we, when I bring guests on the show, this really is about empowering us as, you know, as people who live in homes and we're trying to get the best information. We're trying to meet new people, right? New, uh, you know, businesses that can give us a hand. And I love small business. And, uh, of course, I run a, a marketing company, just really worked well with, um, you know, being on the radio. And so something I found out recently is that Hulu has started offering – um, advertising on television to small businesses. So now we're talking about something that's affordable so we can compete with these bigger companies, you know, that you usually see, okay, well, where they're running on broadcast television, they got huge budgets. How do you ever compete with that? How would you even step into that world? Um, which is something that I really enjoy, um, you know, addressing with small business here on our show. So Hulu's launching it, right? They're making TV advertising affordable and accessible for small business. Super excited about this. This is something that my company is going to be getting involved with as well. If you don't know about Hulu, so Hulu has massive reach, right? In 2020, they had over 94.5 million viewers. That's, wow. that's a little bit, right? They got a little bit of a market share. Now, Netflix, of course, I think theirs is closer to the 160 million range, right? So that Netflix is massive, but they don't have any commercials on Netflix, right? It's all commercial-free and unless they launch something I don't know about, it's all commercial free. So just some stats I think they're important. So in the 35 to 44-year-old group of Hulu customers, 39% of them watch Hulu every single day. Okay, so that's kind of a big deal. And if you don't know about what Hulu has, it's like a huge range of shows. They make their own stuff, but they also replay some of the older stuff, you know, from the 80s and the 90s that we all enjoy watching. So uh, you can really pick your your <laughs> dynamic or your uh, your audience, which is huge, right? So, and I know for us, we don't even have regular cable anymore. We have the internet, but we really have ditched all that and we've gone to the streaming services. Number one, because we have a lot less commercials that we're watching, but also we can pick what we want to watch on demand. So we don't have to sit around and wait. I remember waiting for the $6 million man to come on back in the day. Uh, we don't have to do that anymore. It's just yeah. all on demand. <laughs> so let's talk about advertising advantages of Hulu over traditional television. So Hulu's advertising capabilities are very similar to Facebook in a lot of ways. And in some ways, they're even better. And that really comes down to, like, say, for example, you're a real estate agent and you want to target a certain zip code that you'd like to get seller leads out of. You can't do that with Facebook. 
you can't target by by zip code. You have to target by fifteen mile an hour or fifteen mile minimum radius. Oh wow! Yeah, so Hulu is a little bit different. So you can actually target neighborhoods that maybe you want to work in, which is a big deal. That is awesome for Hulu. Yeah, yeah. very very cool. Um, so Hulu's backed by Disney, so they've got a nice uh, nice budget behind them. They're they're in it for the long haul, which is super cool. Um, Advertisers can target audience location, interests, purchase behaviors, and more. So let's say you're, you're homeowners, um, maybe people have a significant life experience, people in certain age ranges. Do you need the 18 to whatever it is, 18 to 24, 18 to 29, whatever that range is, or do you want maybe the 34 to 50 range? You know what I mean? It's like those are different groups of people that exactly. you can actually target with Hulu, which is super, super awesome. That is great. So one of the biggest problems with broadcast TV is that it's too broad. Meaning, I mean, you're hitting, you can't narrow in on who you want to focus on. It's just very, very broad, which makes it, uh, you're reaching too many people with too few dollars, if that makes sense. It's like not having enough water pressure at a house. So that's just an, as an example. That is great. All right. So accessibility and affordability, much more uh, affordable, obviously, um, and um Accessible. So the big question is, well, what's a commercial look like on Hulu, right? I mean, as a small business owner, I'd be like, well, what's that all about? So really in there, you have all kind of a range. You can do traditional commercials or you can do lower budget commercials as well, which is nice to have that choice. Because if you don't want to spend $5,000 on a big production commercial, then you don't have to. You can actually get in a lot less expensive than that. So if this if you're a small business owner, you want to get on Hulu, I would say that now is a great time to kind of get involved with it because the costs are going to be a little bit lower. It's still at what they call beta, but it's a tremendous opportunity. And my company, Krukus Marketing, is one that can help you do that. So if, if you're interested at all, at all in exploring this, I would recommend that you give me a call at 726-216-7100 or visit me online at krukus.com. That's 726-216-7100. Or online at krukus.com. That's C-R-U-K-U-S dot com. Ask for small business owners who want to make a splash on Hulu. All right, so now we're going to talk about HVAC. Now, Gabriel, um, this is not his first time on the show. This is his second time, right? Yes, sir. Second time on the show. I know you got some business the first time that you were on the show, the first time. And uh, I know I was also a customer, which uh, kind of came up after the fact because I hadn't had my unit serviced in a long time. And to be honest... I get a little nervous about calling out, you know, technicians to come out because I'm like, oh, what are they going to sell me, right? I mean, it's just going to be like, well, it's, you know, it's the, the, all this language I don't understand. And it's like, all right, well, I guess I have to buy whatever you're selling. But I didn't feel that way when you were out there. And, and I don't, I mean, I've only known you for a short period of time. And we've got some, you know, we work for the same company at, at one point. So there's a little bit of history there, but. I mean, you just came out, you explained things, you walked me through stuff, you changed, you, you explained, hey, Mark, this is what you need, and this is why you, that you need it, and this is what it's going to do for you. And I really appreciated that. So yep. I just wanted to say thank you Mary, very much for that. On that same note, I know you're running a special right now. You're doing uh, tune-ups or you're doing checkups for like $49, right? Yes. We'll go out there and inspect your unit. If we find something wrong with it, we'll let the customer know on the spot, and they want to... Get the repair done, and that's uh, $49 is waived with the repairs. Oh, okay. That's even better. I don't think I knew that, but you didn't charge me the 49 but I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, so, uh, look, summer's going to hit San Antonio, yeah. right? I mean, it's hitting already, it's hitting right? already. We're getting into that 100 degrees. So, you're going to run up to a point where you're not even available, right, as, as much as you'd like to be to help with these checkups because right. you're going to be so busy doing repairs, correct? Exactly. 
Yeah, so this is like if you're in San Antonio and you're looking to have somebody check your unit out to get in front of these problems, because believe me, it's not, Gabriel, these things are stressed, right? Yeah. I mean, they're, they, they're mechanical, things break, but they break due to stress, right? Yes. What's being loaded on that. So don't wait. You don't have to wait until something breaks to come That out. is correct. Right. So when we talk about uh, these checkups, and then uh, we're going to talk about helping them perform better so that they, uh, they last longer and yes. they save you money on the electric bill. All right. So let's talk about the outside unit first. What are you checking on that outside unit? Basically checking the first thing when we go out there, we start inspecting the, uh, the electrical connections. Because those connections cause uh, higher amperage. So if you don't have the full voltage going to the unit, you're going to have lesser voltage. So amperage goes up, amperage creates heat, heat kills anything that's electrical. Right. So that's going to increase the wear and tear. Exactly. Now, one of the things you pointed out to me was there's like browning around the connections or, or yes. like what was charring or whatever. Right. So you could actually, he's actually showing me, you know, this is what is wrong and this is what it's doing here and this is what the cause or the effect is going to be. So yes. that was very, very helpful. Okay, so I would else? say about 90% of the time, it's the, when I first started in the trade, I was an electrician first, and then became an AC man, because that's why I discovered about 80% of the of AC units are electrical. 90% of the time when they fail is electrical. So I picked it up very quick, and those are the first things I look for. So usually the loose connections will cause one. The other thing, too, is, is a weak or bad capacitor. Uh, the capacitor basically increases the voltage. It's like a small transformer inside your unit. So you have 240 volts being supplied from the city, from the utility company. So when it goes into the compressor, that capacitor picks up the voltage between 370 to 440 volts because you need that higher voltage. The higher the voltage, the lower the amperage that's going to be in there. So you want less amperage on your equipment. That way it lasts longer. So and then on older equipment, I would recommend at least a hard start kit on there. And it's basically like a supercharger or turbocharger being added on there, it helps the motor, the compressor start faster. Instead of it, you know, like an old car when you're trying to start it, it's right. when you know you hear cranking and cranking, cranking and cranking. Though this one helps it jump start it a lot faster. The other thing too is like the older motors are very very inefficient. Um, I had a uh, one of my customers, as a matter of fact, she hadn't called me yet, uh, but she had an equipment that's about 19 years old, and there's been one too many hands in it before. I was out there it was a lot of a lot of a lot of patches on there, so I rewired a lot of the stuff correctly. I gave her a heavy duty American made capacitor, put a hard start kit on it, and I put what they call an inverter condensing fan motor out there. And compared to the motor she had before, it's like she went from a Kia to a Mercedes on that type of motor. And she had told me, she, I don't know what you did, but my air conditioning system feels a lot better. It feels cooler. My electric bill has dropped." You know, because I did a follow-up on her just to see how everything's going. She says the equipment is just sounds, you know, it just sounds better. You know, and I've I've done that for some, and this is, that was the first customer I ever used one of those inverter motors. I was kind of hesitant at first on them, but now I'm, it's, I'm sold on them to where she's one of so many. And I'm, I'm doing it more for customers that have, like, equipment that's either out of warranty or they're eight-plus years old. Um, and when you do the cost from an OEM motor, to an inverter motor, it's it's almost a no-brainer to go with the inverter motor. You, you get better performance out of it. Right, and what we're trying to do is, you know, as homeowners, we're not looking to spend money on things we don't need, right? We're, we're, I mean, really. But yeah. 
when it comes to the, the longevity and the efficiency of yes. our AC unit, that's super important, especially here in San Antonio because it gets so hot. And uh, 10 times out of 10, that AC unit's going to break when you need it. Yeah. It's absolutely going to go. Fortunately. And then then you're suffering for it could be days, yeah. right, Which while you're waiting because everybody's busy out doing their thing. And plus it can be a lot more expensive right. at that point, right? The, the other thing, too, is the um, on the outside unit is especially like you're in a sandy area or if you have a lot of grass growing around the area. Especially I had a customer last week where he's like, this thing's not cooling. I put my gauges on. They looked like it was overcharged. I'm like, well, and I asked him, has anybody been out here? He's like, no. And I started looking at the outside coils just covered in dirt. Oh, okay. Once I rinsed it down, his pressure's dropped. He's like, what did you do? It feels great. And I was like, coil's just dirty. Now the equipment is actually breathing better. The best comparison I can give him that is like right now with this hot weather. What's going to happen if you put a piece of carbon in front of your radiator on oh, yeah. your vehicle? The motor's going to get hot. The same yep. thing with the compressor. You know, so that's another thing that, that we look at. And then what I recommend now, because it's what, like Dito was saying, the city is growing. So the city is increasing its pressures on there. Well, the utility company is, is increasing its voltage. So the voltage sometimes is very high. I've gotten voltage readings up to 257, 261, which is extremely high. And you start burning equipment from there, especially the circuit boards. You do with a control voltage, it starts it starts burning off the fluoride. How do you address that? We usually try to put a surge protector on there ah. uh, to try to prevent that. And sometimes uh, I've done it twice already because it, the transformer was right at the customer's home, the big old green box that you see. Mm-hmm. So they usually get the higher voltage spikes. And those I had to put what they call a bug boost transformer. So I had to buck the power down, you know, from 261, 257, you know, and drop it down to at least 220, 240 volts or two, 208, 210. You know that if you see the equipment operating range, it's, it's within that safe operating range. Uh, but sometimes I have to do that to, to salvage the equipment. It's, it's coming more and more where I've seen it um, on the electrical is backwards. So during the day, since everybody's at work, the kids are at school, or they may be at home, but usually everybody's at work, so the AC is not running full blast, the voltage is high. So it skyrockets on there, but when people started getting home about five o'clock, when I was getting the voltage was two forty, you know, two forty five within range. But when I showed up in the morning, early in the morning, when everybody was gone, and put the my meter on, I was getting about two hundred sixty one volts. I was like, wow. So, if you're out there listening, and I would highly recommend that you give Gabriel a call, have that conversation, have him come out, have one of his guys come out, and and, and just take a look at your unit. And find out is is there something that I can do that's a little bit better? It's going to extend the life, extend the, the efficiency, and uh, make sure that your unit is running the way it needs to be run, so you don't get hit with a surprise. So, Gabriel, if folks want to get in touch with you, how do they do that? They can reach me at two one zero seven four nine three two four two, or they can visit our uh, website at blackbeltacandelectric.com. All right, awesome. All right, as we wrap up the show, a quick reminder to check out our podcast and all the usual podcast platforms and visit our website, homebuyertalkradio.com, to see a full list of everybody that's coming on the show regularly and uh, watch videos of what's going on. Um, I actually enjoy the video portion of myself. Not that I enjoy watching myself back. I'm just saying I have a little bit of fun with it. So, fellas, I appreciate you guys coming in, and um, I, I'm excited for people that are going to reach out to you and so you guys can get some business and uh, service some folks here locally. So thanks for coming in. Thank you for Thank having you. us. Thank you. Thank you.